Today's show is brought to you by Redcon1.com. That's right, Redcon1.com. Check out the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you are listening to this on and uh, peruse their website and purchase your healthiness right there, Redcon1.com. Thanks, guys. All right, guys, and welcome to Don't Tread on America, coming to you from the DTOM Studios, brought to you in part by Maker's Mark Bourbon. I am your host, Don Q. How's everybody doing out there today? It is April 18th, 2022. <clears throat> How's everybody doing today? I hope everyone had a, a fantastic Easter. I didn't do the show yesterday because, obviously, it was Easter, right? Spent time with the family, had the kids over, did the traditional Easter dinner in Florida. That's right, hamburgers and hot dogs on the grill with a few cold beers and, uh, you know, baked beans. You know, that's the typical summer in Florida. I know some of you guys are living in a part of this country where it's snowing right now. And you're thinking, fuck you, Don. Snowing. You're out there freaking cooking out. It was 90 degrees yesterday. Sugar water. I was actually going to do this show on Saturday because what I'm what I'm going to do on today's show I'm kind of <laughs> I'm kind of going out of the norm but not really and what I mean by that is I really don't have a show plan per se I don't have topics of conversation I'm not going to talk about Ukraine and Russia I'm not going to talk about uh, Tucker Carlson uh, testicle tanning which I thought was fucking hilarious um, I'm not going to talk about uh, what else is going on? <laughs> you know, the same old bullshit that we've we've been dealing with for the last, you know, month and a half, right? Two months. Inflation's high. Duh, we know that. It's getting higher. Yes, of course. Joe Biden's stupid. We know that. I mean, I'm not breaking any news here, right? Actually, just before I started recording this, there was a tidbit of breaking news, but I'm going get, to get to that at the end of the show. It'll be our... Our good, uh, good feel story of the day, so to speak. But um, I really had a bad Saturday, and my, what my deal is is I have a bone to pick with this country, and better yet, the majority of the lazy, disrespectful people that live in this country—citizens, non-citizens, immigrants. I, I don't care. White people, black people, Hispanic people, yellow people, purple people, green people, yellow people. I don't give a shit what color they are. The disrespect and laziness in this country has run amok. And over the past two plus years, I mean, granted, as far as I'm concerned, COVID is over. Take it for what it's worth. I'm not Dr. Fauci. I don't bless you every fucking three or four months. Oh, COVID's coming back. Here we go. Frankenstein coming to get you. Um, the way I see it is, take it for what it's worth. I'm not a doctor. Um, COVID is what it is. It's a, it's a cold, essentially. You will probably get it if you're vaccinated. If you're not vaccinated, you're going to get it. Um, Fauci came out yesterday uh, today talking about it, 
it's that time of year we're going to start seeing infections in the south because of the heat and blah 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 cool (laughs) now it's going to be worse in areas of people that are unvaccinated of course it is but which which pisses me off also this this would be a good uh what was that peter griffin grind my gears segment what really pisses me off this will be this show this whole show is gonna be about how everything is pissing me off and hopefully it's pissing you guys off too but they're still pushing the vaccine the vaccinated the unvaccinated the division didn't we go over this what six eight months ago where it didn't matter because everybody was getting covid whether they were vaccinated or unvaccinated maybe the symptoms weren't as severe if they were were vaccinated i personally can attest to the fact that i call bullshit on that for the simple fact that i personally had four people in my direct contact that got covid okay and i'm gonna break it down to you like this it was me my wife my son and his well at the time was his um girlfriend fiance now his wife the four of us now they don't live with us they have their own house but i got it my wife got it my i don't know if we all kind of got it at the same time i don't know if we were super spreading amongst ourselves whatever point being of the four of us one person is vaccinated and that's my son because he was pressured into it whatever but my son is vaccinated twice you know he doesn't have the booster or whatever um of the four of us he got the sickest i am going through treatment at the time i was still going through treatment i just finished i just finished treatment in june um of course my doctor was pushing me to get the vaccine i'm like i'm not doing it i don't give a shit whatever um the way i see it here's my philosophy on life and anyone out there that has or is or was dealing with cancer, and if you're in remission or if you beat it or whatever, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a little story about Don. Okay? 13 years ago, I was diagnosed. Okay? With stage 4 metastatic melanoma. They give you 5 to 7 years to live with that. Okay? That was 13 years ago. So the way I look at it is this. If I'm going to die, I'm going to die. I'm not going to put an untested vaccine in my body that might very well accelerate anything. I don't know. They don't know. I don't know. So you know what? I'll, be, I'll take my chances. And with that being said, like I said, the four of us got COVID. His uh, girlfriend, they had just had a baby. He was um, born... I don't know, three months or whatever before this had happened. So she was not, uh, you know, his girlfriend, uh, wife is not vaccinated. Uh, She was fine. Son, vaccinated, got sick. I, unvaccinated, I was fine. My wife, unvaccinated, got kind of like a flu. Like she had flu symptoms. She was tired, sneezy, coffee, whatever. Called the doctor. They gave her, you know, Z-Pack and something to help with her cough. You know, she was good within a week. So, I'm not saying that's the case for everybody. Obviously, everybody, everybody's systems are different. Um, I've said it for the longest time. Just try and be as healthy as you can. 
But nonetheless, that's not my problem. That's part of my problem. <laughs> but it's the COVID rebirth. We've dealt with this shit for two plus years. In the meantime, what it did was, so think back to March of 20, when everything was shut down. I don't care where you live in this country, everything shut down in March, right? Even in Florida, everything shut down. It created a workforce of lazy, entitled <clears throat> mother effers, right? And and it, you saw it because no matter where, so I mean, okay, you had businesses close. Obviously, people lost their jobs. I get that. And of course, with our great President Biden, he's bringing them back to work. He's creating jobs, which he's really not. He's just... It's just the 10.9 million people that lost their job are starting to get back to work. He still hasn't reached that number yet, but nonetheless. Um, so you had a lot of people that were getting paid to not work. So if you, if you worked at a place that closed because of COVID, obviously you lost your job. But you also had people that chose to take the I'm scared of COVID narrative and quit their jobs. Right, I'm sure you saw this. You might have, you might work at a place that, that you had fellow workers do that. I'm scared to be in the public, so I need to quit. Right now, granted, those are probably the people that you could live without working with you anyway. But you had that, and most businesses paid these people to go out on a leave for an extended period of time. Furthermore. The government paid these people to not work and did this for a very long time. They gave you extra money if you had kids and depending on the amount of kids, they gave you, you know, whatever, whatever it was. You got your stimuluses. Some people just got straight up, okay, if I lost my job and I was getting unemployment and let's say I was getting, uh, I don't know, $400 a week for unemployment. Well, they were getting a lot of these places were getting another five, six, eight thousand, whatever dollars a month. On top of that, a lot of these people quit their minimum wage jobs, or if they're a waitress, waiter, work at a kitchen, work at a restaurant, worked at wherever. A lot of a lot of these people quit their jobs in in the guides of I'm afraid of COVID, I can't be in the public, and made more money not working via either unemployment, like I said, the government, um, child tax credits, whatever. Um, and I said on the show, hell, if someone came to me and said they were going to pay me what I make a year, I'd stay home too. That's unfortunately, all. <laughs> there's not many people that wouldn't say, you know, whatever you're making right now, if you live a comfortable life, we'll pay you exactly what you're making right now to sit your ass at home. You'd probably take it because most of us are sick of working, especially if you have a piece of shit job, right? But be that as it may, a lot of these people were younger people, 20s, you know, 20s or early 30s, that probably didn't have the best work ethic to begin with. Um, now they have to work, and they're kind of pissed about it. But they do such a substandard job, but it's okay and the reason that is, is because these businesses, for the most part, a lot of them are so short-handed that they're not even disciplining these people that do a half-assed job. 
or don't do their job. They let them have excuses. I mean, the company I've been with, I've been with a while. And I remember when I started, and excuses were like assholes. Everyone's got one. You need to keep it to yourself. And now it's like, it's acceptable. You can give any kind of bullshit excuse and it's like, you're, they're cool with it. Um, to the point where, I don't know if I talked about my, my son's wedding a couple of weeks ago. They had an issue with the place they had the wedding at. Um, where they tried to bill him an extra 1400 bucks on the backside without telling him. There's that. We were on vacation. There was issues there. I told my wife, I said, I'm done going on vacations. I'm done. But furthermore, this Saturday I had a very bad day. So <laughs> a couple of weeks ago I had scans because I have to do them every eight weeks to make sure everything's copacetic. And uh, doctors, now I don't go to scans like I go to, uh, you know, the fucking Kinko's or whatever, and they run me through a fucking copier. You know, I go to a radiologist at the cancer center where a doctor of radiology uh, does the fucking test. Now, mind you, I'm in this MRI tube for upwards of two hours. It's a very long test. So those of you that have ever had an MRI can understand that most MRIs take 15, 30 minutes. I'm talking in the tube 30 minutes. And you're like, damn, this is a long time. I, I do two hours straight and I'm zip, I'm strapped down and I've got these elements on my chest and my pelvic area, my stomach and my pelvic, because that's where the cancer is through my upper body. Um, very uncomfortable. I have a bad shoulder. I have a torn rotator cuff. I have issues. So when you're cramped in that confined area, it's not comfortable. Now, I'm not crying and belly aching, but nonetheless, I do it because that's what you have to do. They fucked up the scans. This is a professional, one of the country's top cancer institutes in the country. Fucked up the scans. I go to the doctor. They're like, oh, did they radiology call you? I was like, no. Yeah, they messed up on the scans. What the fuck does that mean they messed up on the scans? They, uh, so I do like an hour or so of it's without contrast and the rest of it's with contrast, whatever. Yeah, they didn't get the uh, the first part. Well, what the fuck does that mean? Because when I was uh, in the fucking tube, you know, the dude, you know, whatever, at the end, okay, just stay still. Let's make sure we got everything. You know, okay. <laughs> yeah, we got everything. You're good. We'll be in in a second. Cool. <laughs> um... So they call me, I'm on vacation or, you know, I had once at a doctor, they told me they messed up. I said, okay, well, they'll just have to call me and we'll set it up. So I'm on vacation. They call, we need you here this weekend. I said, it's not going to happen. I'm on vacation. Um, the earliest I can do it is the following weekend, which is, was this past Saturday. Okay. I can get you in at four. No, screw that. You're getting me in first thing in the morning. It's my day off and I'm not rolling in there at four o'clock in the afternoon where you can ruin my whole Saturday. It's not going to happen. Okay, I'll, I can get you in at 7.30. Cool. Be there at 7.30. Never got a confirmation. Most people out there that go to the doctor for whatever reason, if you have a consistent uh, doctor regimen, so to speak, you they might have a portal or a, an email system or a text messaging system or whatever the case may be where you get a notification saying you have an appointment. Don't forget you have an appointment. 
Never got that. Never had it. They have a portal where you can look up your appointments. You can ask for uh, refills on per, on your scripts. You can email the doctors, whatever. Nothing. So they called me on Friday. Uh, Mr. Quartermus, uh, we noticed that you don't have your MRI scheduled for tomorrow. I said it was never actually scheduled for tomorrow. It was just me and the lady said, this is what we're going to do. And I, to be honest with you, I wasn't going to show up because I never saw anything on paper. I wasn't going to waste my time to drive to Tampa uh, gas isn't cheap, as we all know. I wasn't going to waste my time to do that because it's it's about I don't know forty five minute drive from my house to the place one way. So that's an hour and a half driving. Takes about a quarter tank of gas. That's time and money, right? So she's like, okay, well let me call over there. I'll verify it and I'll call you back. Cool. So she calls me back. I don't answer the phone for the point that I'm hoping she'll leave a voicemail saying whatever. So she actually leaves a voicemail saying, okay, you're set for 730. They blocked out the time for you. That way you don't have to wait. You're good to go. Blah, blah, blah. If you could call me back to verify that you got this message. I called her back. Hey, yep, I got it. Cool. I'll be there at 730. Sure shit. Get up, go to Tampa, 730 in the morning on Saturday, my day off and uh, go to the desk, you know, sign in. The girl looks at me like, oh, you know, what are you here for? My MRI. Name, blah, 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 date, birth, you know, so on and so forth. Nothing. She goes, well, it's nothing. So I play her the voicemail. She calls back to the MRI people. They don't know anything. They, uh, you know, and not to their fault, the people that were there, because I was dealing with the manager of this department. She was not there. Of course, she's probably off on weekends. So I didn't get upset with these people because they don't know any different. The girl at the front desk, she's just, you know, reg- you know, putting you in the system to give you an armband or whatever to do your thing. And the people working in the MRI at, this, at that moment, they had no way to do it. So I'm like, okay, cool. So I left. But, you know, obviously I was not a happy camper because, like I said, you know, I'm up at 4 o'clock in the morning on my day off drive to Tampa, I leave here at a little after 6, get there, deal with that bullshit, turn around, drive home, I'm home by 9, so there you go. My first part of my morning's wasted. Okay, fine, whatever. I'm pissed, but I, I knew, it's like, I wasn't so pissed at the fact that I didn't, I knew that was going to happen. It's like, you know what I'm saying? I knew that was going to happen. So it was kind of like, whatever, I dealt with it. So I get home, my wife's just getting up because she works. Uh, she worked at the evening the night before. She didn't get home to like midnight or whatever. So she was just getting up. She didn't have to go into work till one. So she's like, "Oh, we can go get breakfast. Cool." Because I hadn't eaten because I had to have an MRI. I can't eat before these MRIs because it's my stomach and whatever. So I was like, "Fine, I'm hungry. Let's go." So we go and eat breakfast. Cool. Well, let's go. We'll go to Lowe's. We'll get some flowers and whatnot. You know, decorate. Cool. And then we had to go to Publix and get some stuff for the for uh, Easter, we go, I said, okay, well, we go to Sam's, there's a, there, or I'm sorry, when we go to Lowe's, there's a Sam's across the street, we'll get gas there, it's usually a little bit cheaper, and uh, of course, I get to to Sam's, and if, of course, everybody else in town had the same idea, and uh, I'm sitting there, so I'm like, okay, you know, whatever, we're in line, so we're next to the pump, guy in front of me, I'm sitting there watching him, and of course, he's running his mouth to the dude 
at the pump next to him, which I would assume they don't know each other, just chit-chatting over pumping gas. I said to my wife, I'm like, what the fuck is this guy doing? She goes, he's getting gas. I'm like, no, the fuck he's not. Look at the nozzle. The handle's not depressed. He's just sitting there running his fucking mouth. So now I'm losing my at. I'm losing my shit. Now, mind you, there's, I think, four or five lanes or whatever of people getting gas. There's cars lined up at each of these pumps. It's not like I just happened to be there and there was six other pumps empty. <laughs> you know, there's cars lined up at each one of these pumps. And this dude's just carrying on a full-blown conversation. I told him, I'm about to get out of this car and go have a conversation with this guy. No, no, just, he's, he's finishing up. He's finishing up. See, he's finishing up. Okay. So he gets down, he puts the nozzle up. Then he proceeds to get his hand sanitizer out of his door. And I, I think, I swear to God, he was lubing up to uh, do a hysterectomy on a fucking horse. As much crap as he put on his hands. I was like, what is he lubing up for? What the fuck? I'm like, I'm losing my, because he can see... The, and that's where I'm going with the disrespect, the laziness, the, the total, I don't give a shit about anybody but me because fuck you. The dude almost got his ass whooped. I'm telling you right now, I, I lost it to the point where I couldn't even get the gas because I was so pissed off. And needless to say, the rest of the day just went downhill from there because it was one thing after another of just wasting my time on things so you know <clears throat> I just I know I spent 20 minutes on this and I just wanted to get it out to you guys I, I wonder how many of y'all feel the same um, if you want to go to the Facebook page voice your opinions please do so it's don't tread on America on Facebook Twitter uh, you want to hit me on, on Twitter, it's PCGC underscore 1775. The show is DTOM underscore 1775. I'm just curious because I can't, I would assume that everybody listens to the show is very much like-minded in the sense that you're tired of all the bullshit, right? Don't tread on America. We're tired of the bullshit. And it's it's really, it's really coming to a head. And, and of course, we look like the fucking crazy people in the meantime the problem is there's so few of us that get pissed off over these things, and there's so many of those lazy people that don't give a shit about you or anything you do. Anyway, so something Chris and I were talking about today. Have you noticed in this country more, <laughs> speaking of, of people not doing their jobs correctly, right? Some of the biggest crimes in recent history have gone, um, and this isn't a country that's under constant surveillance. Uh, by the way, thank you, Patriot Act. That's something we'll cover on a, in a later show for sure. But some of these these crimes have gone unvideoed. I don't know if that's an actual word, but... So if you think about it, go back to 2000, 2017. You had the Las Vegas shooting, right? Now, you guys probably all remember that. It was... Trump's first year of office, that was when they banned the bump stocks and all this because of this situation. Um, this is where 64-year-old Stephen Paddock uh, opened fire on a crowd of a, you know, it was a country music thing there in, uh, in Vegas in the Mandalay, it was outside of the Mandalay Bay Hotel. And he fired more than a thousand bullets, 
killing 60 people, wounding 411, you know, just panic. It was, you know, it was just chaos. Now, Mandalay Bay is a very popular um, casino in Vegas. And I don't know how many of you guys have been to Vegas or if you've been to a casino of any kind, but I'm going to assume that you probably have stumbled into a casino somewhere down the line, whether it was Vegas or Atlantic City, or if you have a, like the, they have around here, they have some Indian um, on the on the reservations, they have like some Indian casinos and bingo halls or whatever you want to call them. If you've ever happened to stumble into one of these, whether you gamble or don't gamble, whatever, those things are camered up like crazy. But yet unable to pick up that this guy was bringing and God, I can't recall how many guns he had. He had tripods. He had, uh, I, I don't think it says it in this thing I was looking at, but multitude. I remember the, um, the pictures of the room. Multi, I mean, he had tripods set up. He had AR 15s, AR 10s. And I mean, he was set up and of course he quote unquote killed himself. But no surveillance. There was no, no identifying, no nothing. This dude was able to take in crates of ammunition and weaponry into his hotel room. No one batted an eye. And I, I, I remember when this happened. When I was having a discussion with, I'm sure, Chris and whoever else. And I was like, ah, oh, well, you know, no one probably thought nothing about it. It's Vegas. Who the fuck goes to Vegas with, like, trunks and... You know, like when we went to Vegas, you know, we had like two suitcases. I mean, who who goes with like chests and stuff like that? But nonetheless, no video evidence. Only nowadays, the only video evidence you see for the most part is cell phone. But, you know, I started, we started thinking about this. So run through a few, a few uh, different situations. Some of the, I mean, there's crime every day. I've talked about this. There's shootings all the time. Whatever. I'm talking about some of the bigger Situation. So Jeffrey Epstein, right? His quote unquote suicide. Videotape cell, videotape, it's a prison. No, video cameras are down. Jean Luc Burnell, Epstein's friend, being held on charges of rape, I think, in, in uh, France. Another quote unquote suicide. Camera's broken. <laughs> camera, camera didn't work. And it's not even that, like, in these two specific situations, or actually in all these situations. It's not like the whole prison surveillance went out. It was just those cells. Now, obviously, on this show, we delve into conspiracy theories and, and those type things, right? But what's the, what's the chances that you had two gentlemen, two people, whatever, involved together that were in two separate prisons in two separate countries being held on charges of whatever, rape, child molestation, whatever the case, whatever the charges were, um, both commit suicide the exact same way in a prison cell in, like I said, two different countries, two different prisons, exact same suicide, no one saw a thing. The rest of the prison was perfectly surveilled, video surveillance, except for those cells. Now, coincidence? Maybe. Conspiracy? More than likely. Why? Couldn't tell you. 
uh, the fact that Ghislaine Maxwell is still alive is shocking to me. And then, you know, <laughs> I, I threw this in just to try and make jest, but you could even throw in the Juicy Smollett situation, right? Um, you know, one of the most heavily surveilled cities in the country, Chicago. No camera picked up anything. Now, I think there was one camera view of him. It was either him or the, the brothers, whatever. I can't remember the, the, the Nigerian weightlifting guys. They were picked up on camera for, you know, a brief second. Um, I think I saw, I have an article on it. Freaking um, 32,000 cameras in the city of Chicago. So, obviously, if Juicy Smollett had been whatever he said he had been, it would have been on camera, more than likely. But, uh, obviously, it doesn't mean anything because it never actually happened. Uh, how this guy is, manages to pull the... <laughs> you know, the wool over everybody's eyes and do the things he's done is beyond me, but whatever. But, um, nonetheless, I, I bring you to a more current situation. The New York shooter, Frank James, we talked about this last week. You know, he drops smoke bombs, shoots up a subway car during rush hour, and fortunately, by the grace of God, no one died. But conveniently enough, cameras out of surface at out of surface service at that particular platform you know now i looked it up there's about 472 subway stations in new york city every single one of those subway stations cameras were working that day except for that one station coincidence <laughs> now Initially, we talked about when this, you know, like a day or two after when it happened, people would say, well, I thought he was an MTA worker because of the way he was dressed and whatever. And um, I still think, okay, obviously he probably didn't work for the MTA because that would already been said. My thing is this. My theory is this. Take it for what it's worth. The doors in between the cars were locked. So car people could not pass in between cars. So they were basically sitting ducks. If he didn't or have, had never worked for the MTA and those doors were locked, he didn't or never had worked for the MTA, but those cameras were off. Now, why were the cameras off at the uh, subway station? Now, okay, it was a malfunction. I think I saw an article where the Internet was down. Okay, the Internet just happened to be down right there. What does it matter? The shooting was on the car. Well, what it matters is he planned on escaping. That's the reason he did what he did when he did it. If he planned on killing all those people on that car, he would have dropped those bombs as soon as the thing left whatever station it came from. He wouldn't have waited until they were approaching whatever platform they were approaching. He did it so he could drop those smoke bombs, create hysteria, shoot... You know, empty a magazine throughout the um, throughout the car there. As the car is approaching the stop, he can get the hell out of there. And uh, conveniently enough, the cameras aren't working, so he can escape. Obviously, they caught him, but nonetheless. But 
I, I don't know if I want to go down that road if if he actually is or isn't, but uh, whatever. Um, I just think it's it's very coincidental. 472 subway stations. That's the one station that the cameras weren't working that day. So, in in looking this stuff up, I started. I was curious. Okay, you know what are you know who are or where are the most um, heavily surveilled cities? So, of the um, it just what I found was just top ten. That's and that's fine. That's good enough for me. So, of the um, the cities, the major cities in this country, the most surveilled city in this country is Atlanta. Now, it's not that they have the most cameras per se, but they had the most cameras per people. So there's uh, just under 25,000 cameras in Atlanta, Georgia, in the city of Atlanta. And there's, it's only a population of 506,000 people, which equates to almost 50 cameras per 1,000 people. <laughs> um, Philadelphia. 28,000 cameras, which obviously is more than Atlanta, but if you look at a, at a per-person situation, it comes to 17 cameras per uh, 1,000 people. Uh, Denver, Colorado, 12,000 cameras per um, 727,000 people, roughly 17 cameras per 1,000. Washington, 12, almost 12,000 cameras per 700,000. That's 16 per 1,000. San Francisco, Las Vegas, uh, Detroit, Chicago, Portland, and Fresno. Now, the reason I wanted to talk about these cities in particular is we, I say we, not me or you guys, but we as a country, obviously live in a highly surveilled situation. If you've ever been to any of these cities or if you live in any of these cities, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Not talking about like red light cameras and those things, but like in New York, for example, they it's literally just I honestly couldn't believe they weren't on this list. I think the reason they're not, I bet you I bet you they have as many cameras or more. Like I said, this was yet yeah, um, Chicago has thirty two thousand cameras. Um, the reason they're eighth on the list is because there's three almost three million people that live there, so it obviously brings the average down. This was based on averages. But, um, so, you know, New York's, what, 10, 10, 11 million people. Guarantee you they got 30,000, 40,000 cameras in that city. Guarantee you they do. But because there's so many people that live there, obviously the average is probably way down. Um, well, anyway, what I'm getting at is, in, if you watch certain TV shows, and there's a lot of truth behind TV shows, believe it or not, but if you ever watch, like, uh, Criminal Minds or, uh, uh, what's the other one, Law and Order, you know, those type of shows that are kind of based around or have issue, you know, uh, stories in New York, a lot of times you see them catch, peep, catch perps or whatever via these cameras. Oh, it happened on the, on the corner of uh, 50th and 1st or whatever. And they'll go to those cameras. Okay, yeah, here's the perp, here's the whatever, blah, blah, blah. That's true. That really happens. Um... But this time, the cameras were broke. Las Vegas was on this list, yet video evidence of this guy bringing in all this hardware, and the only evidence you had of anything that happened was cell phone, cam a cell phone video. 
you go to uh, the shooting on the um, subway. Cell phone video. And even then, you don't see anything. Uh, even hell, even, uh, what's his face, George Floyd. Cell phone video. Uh, they had video from like the surrounding stores and whatnot. Didn't release it till after the fact because didn't really do the prosecution justice, so to speak. But um, I want to talk about Washington. So we have all their surveillance everywhere. We can't identify shit. We don't know what's going on until it's already done. But yet January 6th, they're, they've managed to not only catch, but in the process of convicting people, um, <clears throat> you know, for the January 6th insurrection. I mean, it's, it seems to me that we are so highly surveilled in this country. And, I, and I'm saying all 50 states. I'm not picking on New York and Philly and these blue, state, blue cities and blue states. I'm not picking on them. They just happen to be highly populated. Every major city in every state. Every state has some kind of a major city, right? Every state has their version of a major city. Now, uh, like New Mexico, for example... I don't know what their biggest city is. I don't know if it's Albuquerque or Santa Fe or what, but to them, that's the major city, right? Um, Wyoming. I you know, <laughs> I don't even know. I'm just throwing out states that obviously have state populations less than some of the cities in some of these other states. But my point being is even those places are heavily surveilled, believe it or not. And... It helps them to catch some crime, but it just, it never fails at some of these, you know, egregious, suspicious crimes there's no video of. You know, you see video of in New York at different, pla you know, subway platforms where some, some lady was pushed in front of a train or some lady was jumped or, so you know, whatever the case may be, but yet nothing on this. I'd be curious to see what else comes out of this whole situation. But just one more conspiracy to add to the list of all the many of, of how the government... And that's, that was interesting. If you guys listened to uh, our moon landing DTOM files, now we did the first one a couple weeks ago where Chris got pretty much hammered, <laughs> and we revisited it last week. Now, I, obviously, I've noticed some of y'all didn't. You're kind of like, eh, we've already... We heard it, did that. What we did on the second one was we just kind of overviewed where Chris was kind of fading so we could finish up where what points he wanted to make. And um, did it happen? Didn't it happen? I don't know. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I like to give Chris crap about it. Um, but I still stand by the fact that I can't trust, I, at this point in my life, I don't think I can trust anything the government ever tells me or has told us. We were raised in this country to believe a certain thing we all believed it but as time has gone by if they lie about the things they lie about now what have they lied about back in the 50s and 60s and 70s it was simpler times back then it was easier to to convince people to root a certain way um what has changed you know, you can get information a little bit easier. You can look up stuff. Um, problem is, is 
speaking of looking up things, you look at Twitter, you look at these different entities. You know, Elon Musk put in a bid to buy Twitter. We talked about uh, now you have all these people coming out against him. And Chris read the list on the last show we did about all these billionaires that own different media outlets of, of whatever kind, whether it's social or, or legitimate newspapers. But yeah, they're losing their shit over Elon Musk. Why? Who knows? But um, so a couple a couple of things on breaking news. So Florida to reject fifty four math books. Now we were talking about this. People were um, obviously people are going to lose their shit. Oh, Pete, you know Florida. The governor doesn't want kids in Florida to learn. Um, it has nothing to do with that. I actually talked about this a while back when the CRT thing was really hot and heavy in this country. And I said, the thing is, is the argument that the left makes about CRT is that um, there's no, what was it, Joy Reid? It's not like there's a, a, uh, a book, uh, like a textbook on CRT. And I said, it, it has nothing to do. It's not like there's a class. It's not like you go, oh, I got English this period. What do you got? Oh, I got CRT. It's not like that. CRT is, is conveniently hid in the lesson plan. And I talked about this. One of the biggest things, one of the biggest areas in school, in the textbooks, where this, where this is hidden in, is in math books. Most of us, you grew up, depending on what grade, you did word problems, right? Oh, Johnny has three apples, and Billy has two, and if you give Johnny one, and da-da-da, however the word problems are. But a lot of the math books nowadays equate or they uh, assume race into the math problem. And that's how the critical race theory is, is taught. It's not even that it's taught per se. It's alluded to. And it's more of a, a subconscious teaching, so to speak. So this is just kind of coming out. Florida Education Department has rejected 54th math books. Of course, this will all fall on DeSantis, but it was the Florida Educational Department. K-12 curriculum, citing reasons spanning the inclusion of CRT to Common Core learning concepts. The rejected books make up to a record 41% of the 132 books submitted in review, the Florida Department of Education said. So the interesting thing, so CRT Common Core. Common Core was something that was initiated by uh, Jeb Bush when he was governor here. One of the stupidest things ever. Ever. And I know when, when DeSantis ended it a while, a couple of years back, people were like, or was it DeSantis or was it actually Charlie Crist? I don't, I don't remember. Oddly enough, Republican, quote-unquote, Governor Charlie Crist, who is now actually running as a Democrat against DeSantis. I guess he doesn't think he can make it again as a congressman. I don't know why he's changing back to being uh, the governor. I don't know how that works. But, you know, he got his endorsement by from Pelosi, so I'm sure that'll really fucking help him. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up with one tidbit of good news. Oh, actually, you know what? I want to touch on one other thing. So Biden... Of course, our beloved 46th president of this great nation hasn't fucked anything up for us, right? Uh, you know, inflation for the last 10 years, minus these last two years, since 2012, inflation hovered in the 1% to 2% range. 
fluctuating between one and two percent. And in two thousand and even in two thousand and twenty, during the shitstorm that was COVID, it still was at a one and a half percent. But don't fear, Joe Biden is here. And the the year of twenty one, his first full year as our commander in chief, <laughs> it rose to seven percent. Now up to eight and a half. When the numbers are released, I think it's a May eleventh, I think the numbers come out. More than likely it'll be in the nines. It'll be at least nine, if not nine point two. But um nonetheless. So here's some videos of him. You know, I like to do a a word from our president. He didn't really have a whole lot to say, so I got two videos I want to play from this weekend from the Easter egg rolls or whatever at the uh, that they do at the White House. Now, you have to listen closely to, uh, I don't know if they, they must have just read a story here or whatever, Jill and and Joe, and, and listen to her uh, make commands to our commander-in-chief. <laughs> okay. Just stay. She's telling me, just sit. Don't move. <laughs> she's a teacher. I'm the teacher, you know. Yeah, I'm a teacher. No, she's telling you to stay so you don't get up and fucking wander off. And then there was this part where he's, uh, there's another video, but there's no audio to it, where he's uh, talking to people in the crowd, and the fucking Easter Bunny comes up and starts waving her hands in front of him, like, ooh, you know, to try and get his attention. It's like he's wandering off, and that's why she's like, just stay. And then there's this video here. Happy, happy Easter. <laughs> All right. Wait. Wait. So she, you heard her say wave, wave, because he's just standing like, and she's like, wave, wave. And he's like, okay, I'm waving. This guy, you know, I played the, the clip, <laughs> I think it was Saudi TV, where they're clowning him. This, the cunt, this world thinks we are a fucking joke. We have lost any respect. Saudi Arabia hates us. Israel's waning. India's on the side with Russia. Uh, we <laughs> we still got two and a half years. Two and a half years, guys. This show ain't over anytime soon. We've had this guy for president. I say two and a half years. It's actually a little longer than that. But we've had this guy as president for one year and three months. So if you want to break it down, it's been 15 months this guy has been president. And look at the shithole this country has become between how much you're paying at the grocery store, how much you're paying at the pump. These are taxes that we didn't vote for, I didn't vote for. Even people that voted for Biden didn't vote for these because we were told no taxes for the middle class. Well, who's getting fucked at the grocery store, Joe? Who's getting fucked at the gas pump, Joe? It's the fucking middle class. The people that make this country run other than the lazy shitheads I said at the beginning of the show but nonetheless alright so one piece of good news and of course of course it comes from the free state of Florida a federal judge in Florida has done this big one for anybody who travels the much hated mask mandate on the plane and on the train has been tossed out moments ago in Florida a federal judge blocked the Biden administration's mandate for airlines and other public transportation, including a nationwide injunction. 
Now, the administration extended the mask mandate until May 3rd. It is not clear whether an appeal will be filed to allow the mandate to stay in place. We have reached out to the White House. There you go. So, you're welcome, United States, for the free state of Florida. And we had a federal judge that said, this is bullshit and has blocked the mask mandate for travel. Now, like, that was off of Fox, Bill Hemmer, saying there, obviously, if there's an appeal, surely there will be. It, it'll be all for nothing. But the fact that it's going to go to court now is is a step in the right direction because it's stupid. Guys, this shit is over. If you get sick, you get sick. <laughs> all right, guys. I'm going to close it out with that little tidbit of information. You guys have a great day. It is April 18th, 2022. And uh, what I've got coming on Wednesday, tomorrow, the 19th, is actually the 27th anniversary of the Oklahoma City bombing. I've been doing some digging into that. Other than the obvious of what we know, what we were told, I'm going to tell you a story about the officer, the first officer on the scene. So we'll get into that on Wednesday. Other than that, guys, you have a great day. Please share this with your friends. If you're listening to this on Apple, uh, Spotify, Google, wherever you're listening to this, if you give us a five-star review, uh, if you want to leave a comment, please do. If you want to leave a review, that'd be fine too. Um, But most importantly, guys, please share this. Check out our website, DontTreadOnAmerica.com. Go to our social media platforms. Drop me a line. I think what we're going to try and start doing is maybe every once in a great while. I don't want to say every week or every show, but maybe once a week, maybe every other week, we're going to try and do a Facebook Live situation. That's actually what I wanted to do Saturday, but I had such a shitty day that I didn't think it would be very entertaining. Um, But with that being said, just uh, go to our Facebook, subscribe, and uh, you'll get notifications when that happens. Other than that, guys, you guys have a great day, and I'll talk to you on Wednesday.